0: The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful God, that thy church, being gathered together in unity by thy Holy Spirit, may manifest thy power among all peoples to the glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord who liveth and reigneth with thee and the same Spirit, one God, world without him. Amen.
1: A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Hearken to me, you who pursue deliverance, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn to the quarry from which you were digged. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For when it was but one when he was but one I called him and I blessed him and made him many. For the Lord will comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the Garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the voice of song, listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, my nation. For a law will go forth from me, and my justice for a light to the peoples. My deliverance draws near speedily. My salvation has gone forth, and my arms will rule the peoples. The coastlands wait for me, and for my arm they hope. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish like smoke. And the earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in it will die like gnats. But my salvation will be forever, and my deliverance will never be ended. The word of the Lord.
2: A reading from the book of Romans, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I bid every one among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith which God has assigned him. For For as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who contributes in liberality, he who gives aid with zeal, he who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. The word of the Lord.
0: The Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the powers of death shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. My brothers and sisters, how many times have you asked yourself this question? I wonder what God's will for my life is. Now, how many times have you asked yourself that question and been left wondering? No certainty. Whenever I read this passage from Romans, I always think of a documentary, a documentary, and I think I preached about this before, I can't remember, I hope not, but I always think of this documentary too when people ask me what is God's will for their lives. Now this documentary is, t- is titled A Bit of Knowledge, and the story is about a man who is absolutely certain, without question, that he has proven Einstein's theory of relativity wrong. His idea, this man, was that E equals MC squared is flawed. That Albert Einstein, though he was a smart guy, he got it dead wrong. And consequently, the entire corpus of modern physics, everything mathematical that hinges on the truth of Einstein's energy equivalency formula, is therefore wrong. So this man... He reckoned that he stood to correct the entire academic world. He reckoned he stood to rethink how we do math and how we think about things. He reckoned he stood to free the world from wrong conceptions about how it works. Now, this man was so convinced that he had done this that he talked to his wife, got her permission to take a year sabbatical from his own work, with her only working, and to dedicate himself to proving his theory, proving Albert Einstein wrong, and so he did. His wife working, him in his basement day in, day out, drafting a paper that proves E equals M C squared is wrong. Now, at the end of this year, he emerged from his basement, and he called a journalist. He called a journalist to help him get the word out that he had rethought physics, that he had figured out how the universe works. Now, this was a young journalist, and the journalist was amazed. He'd never heard anything like this before. Was it possible? So excited, he began to help him. But very soon on, they got into problems. They could not find a professional physicist who would even bother to take the time to open the folder that contained the paper. Now surprisingly brothers and sisters things of this nature are very common. There are people who on a very regular basis believe that they have made earth-shattering discoveries that change the way humanity thinks. So after some searching, a lot of searching, a lot of different universities this man and the excited journalist finally found a physics professor who agreed to take the time to read the paper. And the reply of the physics professor was this. Man, I wish you would have come to me a whole lot sooner before you took a whole year off. You got just about everything wrong. Now this man who is an intelligence man, he hadn't done one terrible thing. He had mistaken mass and inertia for energy and was using wrong equations based on incorrect assumptions. So wrong equations based on incorrect assumptions. So now the journalist was beginning to feel a little embarrassed, and he investigated further. And it turns out the man who sought to prove E equal M C squared had never even taken a physics class. He had never been to college. He was an extraordinarily intelligent man, but he'd never taken a class in physics. He taught himself the basics. But he did not have the tools to speak the language he was trying to change. And so this man ended up way off the mark. And instead of proving the physics community wrong, this man actually proved that it it is necessary to be dedicated to education and painstaking research and study when we are trying to advance things. So think about that. If a really intelligent man can go into his basement for an entire year of his life certain he understands the universe, how easy is it for us to discern the will of God for our lives? Or how easy is it, rather, to get it wrong? It turns out this man is not alone, and that many people throughout time have had the same ideas about, not physics, but about discerning God's will as well. I've heard many times that you can find God more clearly on the golf course, at the beach, Listening to music in your backyard, doing anything but coming to church. I have heard it said that you can discern God's will better outside of the church than in it. And working outside the system, I have found many people who believe they have had breakthroughs that will change the world. They have gained knowledge in far-flung places that is privileged but to a few. Knowledge that most people throughout time and history have been blind unto. I give you St. Paul. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That is your spiritual worship. So according to old St. Paul, we are asked, we are required to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, and then in that process of becoming a living sacrifice in that process our minds are transformed to the will of god so once we become a living sacrifice to god and enter into that our minds are transformed now to expound on this idea a bit that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifice to god let us think back to the old testament and in the old testament sacrifices holocaust were presented at the temple faithful jewish people would come from miles around bringing with them or purchasing when they got there bulls and rams and doves and all other sorts of animals and they would give those to the temple priests who would kill that sacrifice on the altar of the temple atoning for sins making peace and offering thanksgivings to god almighty now paul turns this notion on its head if you will or he brings into it Jesus Christ, the great sacrifice for our sins. And the sacrifice Paul now speaks of is ourselves. And it's where we get a beautiful, wonderful prayer in right One. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee. So instead of killing an animal as in the days of the Old Testament, our very lives become a sacrifice to God. We are to present our bodies for worship, to conform ourselves to a worship that is patterned after what we know of heaven, what God has revealed to us as heaven, and to worship God in the wisdom and truth of Jesus Christ. Paul tells us the old world has passed away and the kingdom of God has begun with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we are not to concern ourselves with matters of the world. We are not to be conformed to the world which is dying, whether we're rather we're to be conformed to faith in Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Now for Paul, and this is very important, the kingdom of God is found in the church, in her worship and in her fellowship. But not only for Paul, For the fathers of the church and for for the first two millennia the kingdom of God is found in the church her worship and fellowship so to be able to discern the will of God we must be a part of those things that means that we must dedicate ourselves to a life lived within the church and that brothers and sisters means coming to church when she gathers for worship making that a priority That means participating in the life of prayer prescribed and upheld and practiced by the church. That means praying at home with the family, morning, noon, evening, and night. Offering prayers throughout the day. It is said that prayer is not an activity we engage in. Prayer is a state of being. A state of being in which we commune with God. We conform to God. And we're also asked to offer up our talents and gifts to the community of the church. And conversely, the hardest part for us southerners is to accept the gifts of others who offer them to the church. Now Paul gives us several examples, but not an exhaustive list by any means. Serve the poor and needy. Teach, preach, exhort. Faithful giving, supporting the community of the church through financial means giving aid to the poor, engaging in acts of mercy. Now these things Paul tells us to do point to ways we are to offer ourselves to God. And through this offering oblation and through the reception of the gifts of others, you and I, we live more fully into Christ. We conform ourselves to Christ. Now if you're keeping score... That means a lifetime of dedication and involvement is a way of life that is offered to God in the community. That is how you conform yourself to God. So needless to say, there's no magic trick by which we can determine the will of God. We can't crack some code or bypass some system and determine what is best for our lives. Though many have tried, many have failed. Next time you think about the will of god for your life remember that poor fellow who was intelligent mind you who instead of committing himself to learning and education and standing on the shoulders of others thought he could act out thought he could act outside the community of mathematicians thought he could act outside of the academy and knew he could discover the thing the secret the secret Of how things work in the universe brothers and sisters he ended up no closer to the answer at the end of his struggle than when he had begun how much harder for us on the other hand if we offer our lives as a living sacrifice to god if we day by day week after week year after year offer ourselves again and again to god and to the church if we commit ourselves to prayer and to the sharing of our gifts, whatever they be, we will grow more and more into Jesus Christ. And the more and more we grow into Jesus Christ, and the more and the more we live into the community of the church, the better we will be able to discern the will of God against the conforming of the world. And in this day and age, there's nothing more important than that. So, although it takes hard work and dedication, although it is not magic nor is it easy, we can, if we endeavor, know God. We can, if we wish, commune with God. We can, if we desire, live into the kingdom of heaven. And I ask you, who would not want to live more and more into Jesus Christ? Who would not want to be able to answer the question for themselves, What is the will of God for my life? It is found here. It is found in a life of prayer. And it is found in becoming a living sacrifice. So let us conform our lives to Christ and become living sacrifices. That we may know God's will for our life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the living kind, loving kindness of God, for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. For our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For this city, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For seasonable weather, and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Danielle Adams, Norm Alston, Kay Anderson, Julie Bankston, Eva Mae Barber, Steve Batt, Ann Bennett, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Johnny Brewer, Donna Buchanan, Lucas Araldo, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Richie Edmondson, Emma Jean Edwards, Denise and Vance Fricky, Monica Gavin, Michelle Gibson, Jeff Huffmeister, Joyce Ishi, Leroy Jensen, Maureen Jordan, Tim Killen, Taylor Lake, Mary Lou Lott, Jack Lunsford, Johnny McLeod, Karen Megan, Jean Miller, Carly Miller, June Morris, Michael Myrick, Adrian O'Neill, Dorothy Owens, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Amanda Prince, Frank Quinn, Shirley Reiner, Margaret Robinson, Norman Rowe, Bob and Nancy Salt, Don Swartz, Diane Scott, Dole Scott, Chris Scully, Steve Shepard, Ralph Simmons, Thomas Smith, Tony Stiles, Bobby Taylor, Adrian Warren, Nettie and Gary West, and Joe Beth Young, let us pray to the Lord. For your handmaids with child, especially Laura Sarah, Jennifer Higginbotham, and Emily Stanford Smith, let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Ann Bar- Barrow, Ann Claire Brewer, Melanie Follis, Carol Gibbs, Dan Harlow, Elizabeth McLaughlin, Frank Pilgrim, and Elizabeth Touche. Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Sydney and Skipper Schwarzweger, let us pray to the Lord. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Baltazar, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Fleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Hormillo, Walter Lucky, Calvin Powell, Kyle Redman, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner and Mark Waters. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in hope of the resurrection, especially Gary Huffmeister, and for all the departed, Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another all our life to Christ our God.
0: Lord, who hast warned us that without Thee we can do nothing, and by Thy holy apostle has taught us that in Thy strength we can do all things. So take and possess us, that our weakness may be transformed by Thy power, that we be no longer on our own but Thine, that it be not we who live, but Thou who livest in us, who now reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit, world without Him. Amen. and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. Good morning everyone and welcome to St. John's on this cool uh, August morning. I hope everyone is, is well today. Um, we have a normal week coming up at the parish, which is, a, which is a great thing. And if you'll look on the Save the Date, we have uh, two exciting things coming up. The first is the, the the Sunday after Labor Day on September the 7th. We'll have our Back to Church Sunday. Uh, that's when you invite somebody to church uh, and also if someone... Whether they be new or whether they've uh, gotten out of the habit, it's a great day to invite them back. We'll have a festive brunch at 9 and then at the 10.30 service we'll recognize our acolytes as well. Uh, then for those looking to, to formally join the Episcopal Church or to inquire into our faith a bit more, uh, inquirers classes begin at 4 to 6 p.m. That's in the parish house. So those two things are upcoming and exciting. I, I will point you to, to, uh, two things. We've, although we've had uh, several people which Uh, I am eternally grateful for uh, who have given money to feed the EYC. The sign-up sheet, uh, we have someone for tonight, but after that it is bare and wide open uh, and we would absolutely love to have you uh, feed the EYC. uh, It's an exciting group, it's a great group, it's a growing group uh, and and so it's a wonderful ministry in a way to to give to to the church in that way. Uh, Also with schools starting back uh, and there being uh, several de- uh, desperate situations in the community um, and I have I think, like I said last Wednesday, two dollars and eight cents in, in the in the rector 's discretionary fund, which, if you think in uh, in terms medieval, that would be the alms for the poor box. so what that is is when you give money to the rector 's discretionary fund, that money is used locally to help the most desperate of situations, students who might fall outside of of, of, of the workings of 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 the public school system. It, it, it might be someone who needs help with their medicine. It might be someone who is suffering abuse and needing to get away. There are all sorts of situations, uh, sh- shut-ins who, who, who have uh, needs that cannot be met in any other way. So, the, so it is an alms. Uh, it, when, when we give alms, it, the money goes back locally to help the most desperate of causes. So uh, that's a wonderful way to to put your money to work locally, I guess, if you, if, if you will. So I think that is all that is pressing. Um, and again, everyone, I want to welcome you. Ascribe to the Lord the honor, do his name, bring offerings and come into his courts. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God in thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the ability to conform our minds to the will of God and to live a life within his church. May we be given grace and the gifts of perseverance to continue to discern God's will for our lives. This day, we offer special intentions that the world may know peace in our time. That those areas of violence throughout this world may be overcome by the peace of God. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you.
3: Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give him thanks and praise. it is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven
0: the night he was handed over to suffering and death our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and when he had given thanks to you he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, and this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension. We offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him.
3: Amen.
0: and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen. The Lord be with you. The masses end and go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.